Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 105 of Myths. Dan and I, last episode we said we are going to do a boxing ring introduction, like a big theatrical thing. Uh, Dan, have you prepared yours? Absolutely, completely forgot. <laughs> well, that was obviously going to happen, but um, would you like to improvise yours and would you like to hear mine Well, first? can you do yours first so that I can uh, kind of see what, kind of how you've done it and then I'll improvise off how good yours is. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> uh, ding, ding, ding. Uh, uh, in the blue corner is the man who's up to tricks, especially if he's had weed a bix. Swift like a peregrine falcon, hits like a Brazil nut. He's the non and stallion. It's Dan Rhodes. Ding ding ding. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I like it. That was nice. Like a little poem. Yeah, it was, it was like a poem. That was nice. That was nice. Masculine poetry there, because I. And also, um, swift like a peregrine falcon, and uh, hits like a Brazil nut. Strong stuff, there. Strong callback stuff, there, Matt. You love a callback, <laughs> don't you? Uh, I don't know how you could ever have evidence of that, unless you looked at every single episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> every ten minutes of every episode. <laughs> it's like, remember that thing from episode thirty-eight, which no one else remembers? No, neither do I, but I'll still reference it. That's me. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, do you think it's funny because it's absurd or funny because it's definitely true it's definitely true that's why it's funny <laughs> alright can I have my introduction uh, well I'm going to have to improvise aren't I because as you called yeah. me out on the podcast I forgot that we were doing this well, a heads up would you... be nice well that's what well sorry were you, so were, you hoping, were you secretly hoping that I forgot so I embarrassed myself and you wrote a nice poem with lots of callbacks no <laughs> mm. I, I definitely did do that and uh, I remembered it like a couple of days ago and I thought oh Dan probably needs a heads up but I thought no 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 I'm gonna look great <laughs> yeah um, but you know I, we'll, we'll be a generous marker if you can do anything right now we'll be really we'll, we'll be impressed okay I'll give it a go and what corner was I? you blue I? corner so I'm blue corner okay <laughs> Okay, improvise that. And in the red corner with his coaches, Simon Pegg. And wait a minute, no, that's not Nick Frost. It's the one, the only, the man who has only ever known the affection of a woman's. No, no, sorry, his cat. The affection of his cat weighing in at about 12 stone, which is good for shame, which would have been good if he didn't have a. A a, a, a a small stature of just five foot six trying to grow a bridge for quarantine to only find out that actually it's pretty bad and not as good as he thought it would be. It is the one, the only Mad Hot. <laughs> that was brilliant. And I had no idea that that... I didn't know that ring announcer was my mother. You put on a lot of weight in the last couple of months. Was it? Was it? Could you tell it was on the spot? Could you tell it was on the route, on the fly? Yeah, I could Pretty tell good. it because it took you about a minute to think of it. <laughs> yeah, I lost, I lost confidence in it halfway through after the Nick Frost joke. 
Yeah. No, it was good. I think that was also a strong callback. I liked it, John. It was good stuff, man. Um, uh, that was on episode two. You can check that out. <laughs> Is it weird that I remember it as well? No, it is weird that you remember it, yeah. God, that um, was early on, wasn't it? Into the Yeah, still it scars my 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 brain. Uh but yeah, uh Dan, how have you been? Uh how's the last week been? Yeah, I've been pretty good actually. It rained today. It rained so heavily that a car alarm went off in my street. Oh, that's weird. Well, you sure it just wasn't being broken into? <laughs> oh, it could have been actually. Yeah, I just assumed it was the rain. <laughs> the rain is uh, nature's thief, isn't it? So uh, well, I think, isn't it quite the opposite? Rain gives life. Yeah, I suppose. Well, everything gives life these days. Probably, That's true. Probably iPods give life as well. Yeah. But Dan, uh, I've had a bit of a weird revelation this week. What's your revelation? So, have you seen, right, don't don't jump ahead at this, but have you seen the TV programme You? I have seen the TV programme You, yes. So, I started watching that yesterday. I enjoy it, it's good. It is good. Can you can you give a brief uh, glimpse to what it is to the people who don't know what it is? Well, it's difficult about spoilers, isn't it, you? But basically, well, it's about a guy who... Um, a, a hopeless romantic. He's a guy that likes books, and he works in a bookshop, and he finds a, a lover that likes books, and he stalks her and becomes an absolute creep. Yes. Uh, and he get, but, he obviously... think, but he thinks he's being romantic. And uh, yes, and I think that's a really uh, good spoiler-free way to do it. And he is a quite intense guy as well. And uh, I, um, it, yeah, and he, it, it's uh, he's very obsessive about this one girl as well. And uh, I, I was watching that, and I, I think you might have had the same thing as well. But I was watching it, and going, hmm, there's a lot of similarities between me and this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Where episode you in? Uh, I'm on episode. I just finished episode seven at the moment, and um, it's, uh, how many episodes like, are there? There's ten per season, and there's two seasons. Uh, okay, fair. fair uh, but fair. I, it was quite scary because I was like, oh no! And I kind of think that it, obviously, here comes your man was about uh, a year in love in my life, and I think that what you, the TV program, is, it's like if because that was uh, here comes your man was my response to that year. I think. You was written by every girl about me that year. Do you know what I mean? I think every girl kind of collaborated. It was like, okay, we need to talk about this because this guy is he's a bit, bit creepy. Yeah, did he send you a Brian May like solo blog? Yes, he did. Uh, and I feel like I think I'm too. I'm, I'm like I'm like a New York accent away from like uh, killing a lot of people. Yeah, I, yeah, that's probably yeah. I think if you were to finish the season, you might regret that you realized you had similarities with this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I I haven't finished the series, and let me tell you, next episode that we do, I'm probably going to finish that series, and I'm going to have to retract what I say. <laughs> you are definitely going to have to retract what you say. Oh no, because like I thought it couldn't get really any worse, but the way you said that, it sounds like <laughs> you tried to say in the most friendly way possible, and that you should definitely have watched it before you said anything. <laughs> yeah, that's like watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's like someone who hasn't heard of Joseph Fritzl watching that first 10 minutes of a Joseph Fritzl documentary and being like, wow, this guy reminds me of me. He's a great father. Yeah. And then 15 minutes later, like, oh, I really should have finished the documentary before I texted everyone saying I was like this guy. Wow. But, like, this Hitler fellow, he's doing really good for his country, isn't he? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow, he's being such a good chancellor. This guy has the best interests. No, he really, he really, he, 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 What's he doing? Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I think that um, 
I genuinely have a lot of anxiety now. I'm like, oh God, what have I just signed up to? Oh, because I thought it just, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's not good. Um, so um, I've, I've kind of digged myself a hole there, haven't I, Dan? Yeah, yeah, have, yes. Uh, could you say something nice to kind of leave? It's a very good in? series, by the way, you. I, I did like it. I've watched the two, two seasons. Um, could you say something nice, which kind of said, Matt isn't, definitely isn't this, what's the biggest difference between me and the guy and you? Just to kind of break away, put in that, like, that disassociation now. What's the biggest thing between you and him? Yeah, the difference, yeah. The difference. Well, I mean, I mean, he's quite good looking. <laughs> I mean, like, to be honest, I thought you were going to say, like weight gain, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, oh. No, I wouldn't say that. You've lost a lot of weight, haven't you? Well, you haven't seen me uh, in lockdown, so. Um, has it gone? Has it gone? Has it, has it failed miserably? Hey, let me let me tell you this. Like, um, I haven't seen the end of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I feel like I'm very much Augustus Clute. Hey, you don't have to see the end of uh, Chocolate Factory to know what happens to Gossip Gourmet. He dies in the first ten minutes. No, what I, what I do is like, uh, he doesn't die. He just falls into oh, a chocolate oh, room. Oh, he dr- no, he drowns to death, Matt. <laughs> that kid is dead. Oh, that's a really dark way of rolled dog, Charlie. Like, like in the children's <laughs> book. And uh, yeah, like Charlie and his grandpa were splattered to death on the fans. Yeah. Uh, a girl turned into a blueberry. Like, imagine the health and, health and safety inspector for, for this as well. I've been like, I'm sorry, Mr. Well, Wonka. We've got to shrink yeah, down. I did the- the idea that they died is actually quite funny because you'll be like, Daddy, what happened? What happened to those children? And they'll be like, Oh no, he's he they died horrifically. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, like a lot of these myths have kind of a child-friendly version. Uh, and yeah. like I feel that's the that's the the uh, the raw dial approach. We're in the real, like real gritty version of it as well. Yeah. Be, like, how do uh, they how do they how do they obviously they don't die, but in our version, how would they die? So Augustus Scoop, he drowns, doesn't he? He gets sucked up the chocolate the Waterfall. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, Violet yeah. Beauregard, she gets she gets all big and they have to pop her, right? That means they have to like stab her and kill her and explode oh, her. Don't they make like juice out of her in a new one? Like they, yeah. they go to make wine out of her. Um, what else happens? Who, who um, one doesn't the uh, TV guy doesn't he get like put into made into like tiny particles? He gets like he gets put into a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the annoying Rit Veruca, uh, is that a name, Veronica? Veruca Salt. Veronica. Veruca, Veruca Salt, yeah. Veronica Salt. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Uh, she, she's like fed to a... Uh, she's like a rotten egg and she like breaks her legs on the way down, right? She does, yes. Yeah, yeah. God, it's quite <laughs> horrific, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then, like, for whatever reason, like, because Charlie didn't... Like, he was the least bad of all of them. And everyone yeah, uh, was like... It's like, it's yours now. It's like, is this a tax thing? Because it feels like a tax evasion. <laughs> I've read funny things about that. Like, it was like, it's all, it, that always features on like ridiculous endings to like, to books or TV, like books. Uh, the idea that he'd just be like, oh, I have this unbelievably successful company. Do you want it? Well, actually, you know, our version makes sense because if he's just killed four kids, he's like, it's your factory now. It's always been <laughs> your, your factory, factory now. <laughs> yeah. My lawyers will also argue this. I mean, imagine if, like, instead of the Great Glass Elevator, which is the, the next book after it, it's uh, Charlie, Charlie and the impending law case. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really pretty trial. Charlie's like, Charlie's like, geez, Willie, thanks for giving me the factory. 
but what's going to happen about all these people that just died? And he's like, not my problem. Speak to Larry. And he turns around. There's like, a, like an Oompa Loompa in a suit that's just there like, hi, Charles. Oompa, <laughs> Oompa, dippity date. You're going to be late for your very first court date. <laughs> yeah. As your Oompa Loompa legal representative, I have to tell you, Charlie, you're fucked. <laughs> And like you, you, you've enslaved these orange people. That's really not okay. And reading into it, quite grim actually. Imagine, imagine going for a tour of like the cab because you know you can go to like Cadbury's World. You can do like a tour of the Cadbury's factory. Yeah. Imagine doing a tour by one by one. Everyone was systematically killed until it was just you and your granddad. <laughs> and the head of Cadbury's walked in and went, "This is yours, by the way." <laughs> like, um, is this? I feel like I'm being stooped. Yeah. Like, are you going to address? Like, I appreciate you giving me this multi-million brand, but, like, like are you going to interest the dead people? Why <laughs> like, is that the first thing that you want to do? <laughs> right. we, uh, this is a very long introduction. Uh, but my God, well, um, we know that we can cut probably about 50% of it. Uh, I can definitely cut the bit about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's do a jingle. <laughs> Today we are doing a, the, the second part of um, uh, of a series as well. We think we might have four parts. I originally said three parts, but I think it'll be a four-parter. Um, and Dan, do you remember anything which happened in the last episode? We did Otis yes. Ransom. Would you like me to do one of my most famous summaries? Um, it, like what you do is literally just do the entirety of the last podcast. So if you could do it a bit faster, that'd be great. Do you know why we call it Rotter's Ransom? You're, you're literally reading it. Like you yeah, I'm reading it, sorry. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm reading it, sorry. Um, I just, no, I actually know what happened. I just remember yeah. that was the thing, because it was funny. And no, one actually know, no one actually says that. Have you actually, oh, this week, have you heard anyone still call gold Otter's Ransom? No, I have not. I have never, not ha- in fact, it was in this podcast, and that is it. No one else, I asked, I asked people, do you know what Otter's Ransom is? And they're like, no. And then I read them that, no. the, the, the podcast. Uh, well, apparently the reason for that was in last week's episode. So it's because an <laughs> otter got Loki and Odin and Hope, what's his face, were Odin. going on a, yeah, the one that no one cares about, was going on a walk um, um, through the world. They were just walking around, weren't they? And they, they saw an otter with a salmon and Loki was like, hey, boys, watch this. And he threw the rock at the otter and he, knocked the, and he killed the otter. And they took the otter and the salmon to this guy's house, this old farmer in the woods. And they're like, hey, can we sleep here for the night? We have this food you can eat and then we'll be on our way. For bed and board and the guy's like sure what food have you got they're like we got a salmon he's like delicious i love salmon and omega-3 they're like oh and this dead rotting otter and he's like holy shit that's my son you assholes and they're like what oh, was the son called and their son was called oh, he's called otter <laughs> otter otr otr and um is the otter version of thrud um and then he, <laughs> and then he and then they were like, dude, he's a ma- we're a magical family and he was just magically being an otter. Now you're going to have to get loads of gold to apologize for killing my son. And they're like, fine. So Loki goes to a dwarf. Essentially, Matt, he blacks mail and robs him, doesn't he? And then yes, he does. 
he steals this poor dwarf's gold and the, gold, the dwarf's like, please don't take everything. I'll be desolate. And Loki's like, ha, ha, ha. Good one. Get it on the back. So he puts it on the back. Then he takes him to the old man. The old man's like, well, if only I had a way of keeping all this gold. So he skins his dead son's <laughs> body and creates a bag out of it, which was weird. But like in all things Norse, we just have to accept that happened. And then they put all the gold in it. And then uh, the, the gods say, hey, thanks for the the bed have a good day and they leave sorry about your son and then whilst they leave and they're walking around back on their day um we find out that actually the dad and his remaining two sons had a huge argument and the dad was killed and the other son ran off with his armor which is very powerful uh yes let's get straight into it man would you like me to start yes cool so <laughs> uh so this uh, we'll call this episode uh Brunhild. Uh, yeah. So Reagan travelled to King Hjalprek. Uh Can you spell that for us, Dan? Uh, well, I'm not looking at it, but I assume it's spelled H J A L P R E K. That's correct. Bring on. So uh, Reagan travelled to the King Hjalprek in Thiod uh, and became his royal smith. That was two very hard words there. Um, is Reagan the, was Reagan the one the brother that ran off with the armor or yes. the one that okay, okay. there was and, two wasn't there I can't remember what they're called yeah Fafnir uh, it's going to be important so Reagan um, was the one who ran away and uh, kill, uh, killed his dad ran off no 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 uh, Fafnir to, uh, I think it was uh, uh, sorry Fafnir killed because um, Reagan wanted to divide the gold equally and there's a curse on the gold Fafnir killed the dad and took all the money for himself and he turned into a dragon yep. Yeah, he, no. okay, yes, Fafnir the dragon, Reagan's the brother that's left, the good brother. Yeah, yeah, so that's okay. and uh, we yes. like Reagan. Yeah, Reagan, you know, very good, uh, very good economic model. Um, that's my first Ronald Reagan joke. <laughs> which was that I, a Reagan joke? Good lord, it, it, you know what? I, I'm gonna cut it. <laughs> also, we've got to say, but this is the Giant's Breath slash Ice Shadow series. Um, so here he took Sigurd, the son of Sigmund, who was the son of Volsung, as his foster son. So Reagan uh, adopts um, a, a man called Sigurd. Uh, I don't know what happened to Sigmund of Volsung, but who knows. Sigurd's mother was Hjordis and daughter of Illimi. Uh, little background there. Sigurd... I'm confused. There's way too many names. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of Ys and Js going around here. There's Hjalprek, uh, Fjord, Hjordis, and Yummy. Good. Um, I always worry since the live special that whenever I do a Swedish accent, it sounds Rastafarian. No, that was all right, actually. Okay, thank you. Please let me know. Um, Sigurd grew up to be a great and strong warrior. He was curious and full of courage. One day, Reagan told Sigurd about Fafnir, and the huge treasure that he was guarding. Reagan then forced the sword called Gram and gave it to Sigurd. The sword was so sharp that it could cut a cord in two by dropping it onto the blade. I'll say that again because I said it very weirdly. Um, I also want to say that I think you're pronouncing Sigurd weird. It's Sigurd. Sigurd. What might, like Sigurdsson, like the popular surname. Sigurd. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In all fairness, like uh, I, I didn't know it was a thing, but Sigurd. But I think Sigurd, yeah, Sigurd's more Yorkshire. Sigurd. 
Yeah, Sigurd. I've heard. I know of him in in Norse mythology. I've heard of him before. Okay. And have you, you must have heard like um, Gilfi Sigurdsson, the famous football player. Oh yeah, yeah. I know all about sport. Yeah. My video is not on, but I did a face. Um, <laughs> I felt the eye roll through the zoom. Yeah, it it was a bit of a tongue wag as well. In that mean. Um, so Sigurd, Reagan then forced a sword called Graham and gave it to Sigurd. This sword was so sharp that it could cut a cord in two by dropping it onto the blade. So if you drop the thing onto a static blade, it just chops in two. That's pretty decent. That's pretty decent, yeah. Uh, it'd be making, like, it would make cooking shows a lot faster. You know what I mean? It's like a guillotine. <laughs> um, in fact, it was so sharp that Sigurd cut Reagan's anvil in two with one blow. Now that's pretty cool right there. That is pretty cool, yeah. I mean, that's, that's heavy metal, right? <laughs> Literally, yeah. heavy metal. Sigurd and Reagan now travelled to Ginter Heath, where they spied on Fafnir and learned which paths he guarded outside his lair. Uh, Ginter Heath is the place where Fafnir has stored all the gold. It's his dragon's lair. Think, uh, think, uh, what's the dragon in um, Hobbit? Smaug. Smaug, yeah, think of that. After a few days of learning which paths Fafnir patrolled, Sigurd dug a pit in one of the paths and jumped down into it and waited for Fafnir. Um, I don't why, why is Fafnir patrolling? He's a dragon, right? Like, surely he just stays in his lair, right? Why, why is he doing patrols? Because he's bored. He's got to exercise. He's going to be asleep for X amount of years. It's been a long time, right? Yeah, Fafnir's on lockdown. He's absolutely hating Yeah, it. he's so boring. He thought everyone, every day, he'd be inundated with people wanting his gold. But it turns out, people don't when they know you're a fearsome dragon. Yeah, like, he, he kind of has, like, the mutually assured destruction vibe going on. And, like, uh, yeah. you know, like, uh, he, um, yeah, is it? Yeah, uh, he, he's kind of watched all, all of Netflix. He saw Disney+. Plus. Didn't think it was that good. Uh, he, he was disappointed quite early. He watched uh, uh, The Hobbit. Like, mm, that's actually an unrealistic portrait of dragons, actually. I don't actually like that. Um, that's Fafnir. That's how I portray Fafnir. Nice. <laughs> you didn't like that one bit, did you? No, I, I, I picture him as like very much like he was an arsehole when he's a human, so he's going to be an absolute dick when he's a dragon. And also, yeah. he's, made, he's got magical powers, so he's created this enormous dragon. And he's been in that cave angry for, for decades. He's going to be in a mood. Absolutely. Um, so let's see what happens. Uh, so Sigurd's in a pit, and he's waiting, just waiting for Fafnir. In the evening, Fafnir came out from his lair again and walked down the path to get to the river. Fafnir passed right over the pit where Sigurd was waiting, and Sigurd quickly struck his sword through his stomach, which instantly killed Fafnir. That happened very quickly. I was expecting some kind of like dragon-human battle. It's nice that like, Reagan has been waiting his whole life to get revenge on his brother. And he just kind of makes his sword and goes, all right, just stab him once, but done. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting, like, you know when James Bond meets the villain and they have that really long, like, and now, Mr. Bond, I have you. I have been waiting. I thought there'd be a lot of that, like a lot of, like, brotherly, like, oh, yeah. Oh, even just, like, like, the idea of, like, killing a dragon's quite hard. It's like, no, I just stabbed it through the stomach, mate. I just dug a hole and waited. Yes, I just wasn't the, the gravity. I can think of all these times in like popular fiction history when there's like the like two people meet and they have their 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 last stand. You know, I mean, their final battle, and it's it just didn't happen, did it? This guy dug a pit and then stabbed him. I kind of like the fact that um, 
Like I wanted I, like I, an an Anakin Obi Wan like. I loved you. I have, the, I have the high ground. Don't do it. And the dragon's like, fuck you. And he does and he gets stabbed. I wanted that kind of thing to happen. Well, I think that what's happened here is like the kind of, if, like they, they, in, this was their movie budget and they planned for that scene right there, but they ran out of cash on the last day. And like, well, we can't film anymore. So it was just like, and he quickly kills him. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Reagan who had been hiding in one of the brushes, came over to Sigurd, who was standing next to the dead dragon. Regan said, Sigurd, you have killed my brother Fafnir, but if you cook Fafnir's heart on the fire for me, I will forgive you. Hold on. Why are you forgive? Whoa, 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 whoa. So the whole time he didn't want him dead. Right. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. I'm sorry, this guy's lost all respect. So Fafnir kills Regan's dad, well, both their dads, takes all their money, which he wanted as well, he makes a, uh, he raises this apprentice, creates this magical uh, killing device, and then his student uses it and he goes, well, I wish he didn't do that. It's like he's gaslighting him right here. Yeah, not just using him, but he took him to the lair and was like, you're <laughs> yeah. ready now. Please do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, sound, it seems a bit uh, unruly to you. Honest. It's a bit, yeah. Reagan, I've lost a lot of respect for Reagan, actually. Reagan um, then took out a cup and started to fill it with Fafnir's blood. Okay. He drank it and went to sleep. <laughs> like, like, oh, this is a normal day. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, chin, chin. Uh, just next in, falls asleep. He's got like snake bite around his, well, dragon bite around his face. Sigurd began to cook the heart over the fire. And when he thought it was cooked, he touched it with one finger. Oi, oi. But it was still <laughs> cold and raw. Oi, oi. But some of the boiling juices, oi, oi, from the heart ran onto his finger. Oi, oi. And he put his finger in his mouth. Oi, oi. That was the most sexually charged you've ever been during a paragraph. I'm sorry. <laughs> can I, oh, can I read this like an MS, like an MS advert? Yes. I'll do the background Sigurd began to cook the heart over the fire. And when he thought it was cooked, he touched it with one finger. Oh, yeah. It was still cold and raw. But some of the boiling juices from the heart ran onto his finger. And he put his finger... Into his mouth. Oh. As soon as the juices, I'll continue. As soon as the juices and blood from the heart ran onto his tongue, he suddenly understood the speech of the birds. He heard nuthatches speaking as they sat in the trees next to him. One of them said, There is sicker and spell of the blood. Oh, what, a mood, what a mood kill, Hoss. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, should I do it with sexy birds? I'll do it. I'll do it. Covid nineteen. Carry on. <laughs> Would you like me to do a sexy bird instead? Yeah, please. Oh, he heard nuthatches speaking as they sat in the trees next to him. One of them is it's magical, right? He's got magical powers. One of them said, "Cheap, cheap. There sits cigarette splattered with blood." <laughs> As Fafnir's, heart, as Fafnir's heart, he roasts on the fire. Wise would seem the break of rings if he would eat the gleaming heart. Another said... <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop that. Um, uh, there lies Regan making his plans, intending to betray the boy who he trusts. Moved by anger, he gathers evil thoughts. The forger of trouble wants vengeance for his brother. After hearing this, Sigurd went over to Reagan and killed him. What is <laughs> happening? 
Sigurd mounted his horse. Oi, oi. No, I'll stop. Sigurd <laughs> mounted his horse named Granny. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. That's the funniest bit I've read all day. Sigurd mounted his horse called Granny. And he, he mounted his Granny. That's what I'm hearing. And rode it until he came. Until she came. And what is happening? Right. So, we'll pause there. We need to pause here for a second. Right. So, right. Radian falls asleep. So I go and take some hallucinogenics. He hears birds speak and then he kills Reagan instantly. Yeah. Also, the, the birds were talking bare nonsense too. I mean, that made no sense. I think he was like saying, it's like a prophecy. Like, uh, I think Reagan's going to backstab you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you got to get him now. Yeah, get, get him now whilst, whilst uh, the blood is still what? curdling around his mouth. I mean, but he was basically just, uh, just tripping on, on dragon's blood. I mean, that's, pr- again... The best thing about North, it's very, um, it always seems like the backstory to a heavy metal album. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, Sigurd, sorry, sorry, I was going to carry on. I was going to carry on with the thing. Sigurd mounted his horse named Granny and rode it until he came to Fafnir's lair. Sigurd collected all the gold and put it into sacks and placed them on his horse and rode away. For this reason, gold is also sometimes gold. <laughs> <laughs> Can't finish it. Heath or Granny's Burden. <laughs> uh, I think Granny's Burden is very different. No one who wrote this. No one. I mean, right. that right. he does an epic poem. He's right. making up stuff about what we call gold. Right, we, we've done this before. Like uh, in the last episode, we did it for Otter's Ransom. But like, uh, um, let's just portray this. Uh, uh, excuse me, I've, uh, I've, got, I've, got, I've, uh, I've got a watch to sell. It's uh, of a certain material. Oh, wow. Um, well, please, let me take a look under the microscope. Do you mind? Yeah, it's, um, I'm not sure if you've come across this before, but it's not silver, it's not platinum. It's uh, Nita Heath. <laughs> ah, yes, the Granny's Burden of metal. Ah, yeah, you know it, yeah. Like, imagine going to a jewelry shop and going, oh, can I have some Granny's Burden, please? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> It sounds like a bad dry cake. Yeah, we all know what Granny's burden is. Pretty <laughs> uh, <it's> granddad. <laughs> that was a cracking joke, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, that reminds me of the song we created called Black Tie, in which we did a, a sad country song. Uh, which uh, do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. If you if you want to listen to it, why don't you buy my country album? Would you no, it's buying your country it? album. Stop plugging your country album. Mid- right. you got, you're at the point now where you're plugging your country album mid-myth. It's always used to happen at the beginning or the end. Not mid-story. Yeah, fair play. Uh, but, well, you know, like I haven't got any revenue from it, and it did take me 56 hours to make. Anyway, carry on. Um, so, um, uh, Sigurd travelled until he came to a house on a mountain. He jumped off his horse and went inside. And here he saw a woman laying down, sleeping in a bed, equipped with a helmet and mail coat. So, firstly, he's breaking. Uh, he, he's taking. That means Jeremy's of... chainmail, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, so I think it's 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 made of chainmail, but it's also like a, a coat. If you know what I mean. So she's okay. uh, uh, equipped for uh, for for battle. Uh, okay. Nice. Firstly, he just broke into someone's house with a buttload of gold and he just sees a woman <laughs> sleeping there wearing a helmet and chainmail. That's mental. <laughs> that is pretty mental. Like, why is she sleeping? That's, that's the least comfortable pyjamas I've ever heard of before. He took out his sword and cut off the male coat. One woman woke up 
and went to Sigurd. She said, Oh, is she sexy, do you think? Yeah, she's a bit sexy. Okay, maybe she's the person that was doing the narration earlier. Hello there, my name is, but most people call me <laughs> Brindhild. I'm a Valkyrie. Oh, shit, I've heard of these. So I think it's meant to say Bryn. There. I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought she was Eminem. <laughs> Hello there, my name is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a robot. My name is, my name is, my name is Chica Chica. So her name is supposed to be uh, Bryn or Brunhild. My name is Bryn, but most people call me Brunhild. I'm a Valkyrie. Now I've heard about, we know what Valkyries do because we heard about them in Ragnarok. Uh, so what do they do, Dan? Valkyries um, collect dead warriors from the Viking battlefield and take them up to Valhalla where they uh, wait in beautiful halls of Valhalla um, up in the gods in Asgard before um, yeah, being used to fight in the, um, in the Ragnarok. But also, there's only a limited amount of Valkyries, all female, and like legendary warriors as well. Like they are renowned for being like the best of the best. Yeah, aren't they like angels essentially as well now, right? They've like been, they're like angels. They're like female angels that have wings and come down and collect yeah. warriors that are dead. That's certainly the imagery of it as well. Sigurd walked out through the door and mounted his horse again and rode away until he came to the king named Juki and his wife named Grimhild. Their children were named Gunnar, Hogni, Gudrun, and Gudni. Gudform was Juki's stepson. So many names there. So, so many, many names. names. But also, like, so he goes into, right, Sigurd goes into this woman's house, he cuts off her male coat. And she's like, oh, hi. I don't care about breaking and entering. My name's uh, Brunhild. And he just walks out straight away. Like, What's he, what just happened there? <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, he's a, in all fairness, he's probably still tripping. He's still tripping on, on Dragon's Blood. Sigurd stayed with him for a long time and married Juki's daughter, Gudrun, and swore oaths of brotherhood with Gunnar and Hogni. So he instantly just kind of created a family. That's pretty cool. Um, Dan, what happened next? Gunnar was in love with Brunhild, so the next day, Sigurd and Gunnar and Hoagie went travelling together to find Atli, the son of Brunli. So many names! To yeah. ask him for his sister Brunhild's hand in marriage. So Brynhild is, Brynhild is the Valkyrie that he met. Yeah, and uh, Gunnar is the brother, uh, a brother-in-law to Sigurd. And, Sigurd, because uh, Sigurd's now married, FYI. Yeah. That happened. Like, so fast as well. Uh, to Gudrun, and uh, yeah, and so, um, so basically, Gunnar's like, Oh, can you ask that lady you met once in a, her cabin to ask her for marrying me? He's like, Okay, but I won't ask her directly, I'll go and ask someone else. Yeah, he probably hasn't seen her in a couple that went quite a while as well because lots has happened since I, he's got married. Yeah, yeah, what, what's happened? Brynhild was living on the mountain called Hydafell. Around her hall burned a weaving flame. Brynhild had taken an oath to only marrying the man who dared ride through the wavering flame. Now, Sigurd and the two brothers rode up to the mountain, Daniel. with Gunnar intending to ride through the waving flame. Um, and they came to the hail, and Gunnar tried to ride into the flame. His horse, which was named Gotti, would simply not jump into the fire. Yes, Matt, what were you saying? I, I have a joke. I know it wasn't funny, that's why I continued. I sensed it. It was going to knock the chain of thought. We stopped and started horrifically this whole time. What is it now? I'm not sure if I should say You're it. You're going to say it now. You don't want to say it now, do you? Go on, say it. 
Do you want me to do the bit that you were going to do on it? I'll say it like you were going to do it. Let's see the wave room flame bit, if that's okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me do this, shall we? Brynhild was living on the mountain called Hinderfell. Around her hall burned a weaving flame. It's the next, sorry, next line. Brynhild had taken an oath to only marrying the man who dared ride through the wavering flame. I guess that's real life Tinder. See, see why I didn't stop? Do you see why? <laughs> It's it's not a bad joke, man. It's not a bad joke. It would have got it would have got <laughs> it would have got a small laugh. Would have got a small laugh. Yeah, it would have. You 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 dredged that too harshly. That wasn't bad. It was no. It was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, do you want to do the next bit? No, I'm you... I'm waiting so we can like superimpose the like tumbleweed noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> Uh, so he's tried to get so Gunn is like I love her I'm going to ride through this flame it'll be easy and then the horse is pussied out and, uh, and um, he hasn't been able to but the horse is called Goatee right and uh, which yeah. is also a, uh, not named for a horse it should be a name for a goat uh, but uh, um, but uh, yeah but also why is everyone's name in this village begin with G do you know what I mean like it's Gunnar Gonrud and Goatee everyone it's like use different level of the alphabet they're all gangsters, I guess. Oh, geez. Um, then Sigurd and Gunnar exchanged their shapes and their names because Sigurd's horse, Granny, refused to be ridden by any other man. Sigurd <laughs> jumped onto Granny's horse and rode through the wavering flame. Oh, so, uh, so what's going to happen now? Did she have to marry Sigurd? In the evening, Sigurd married Brunhild. Oh, shut <laughs> up! Shut up! But when they got into the bed, Sigurd drew out his sword, Gram, the really sharp one that he killed the Fafnir dragon on, from its sheath and placed it between them. When they woke up in the morning, Sigurd got dressed and gave Brunhild the gold ring that he had got from Fafnir, which was called Andvarinat. In return, he took another ring as a remembrance. I'm so, so confused. And so, so Sigurd is into a bit of um, polyamorous relationships. So he started, uh, he just married Brunhild because like, he, did, he didn't have to, by the way. He didn't have to marry Brunhild, right? No, because she said she would marry anyone that went through the flames. Didn't mean he have to, you have to. Yeah, and like, what happened to, um, firstly, you pissed off your wife, you pissed off your family, and also fist, uh, pissed off uh, uh, Gunnar, who was like, I, I wanted to marry her. And you're like, uh, tough luck, mate. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like awkward etiquette, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, because someone's like, I really love her, I want to marry her. And your friend's like, fine, I'll marry her. And you're like, no, that's, the, what, that's not at all what I just said. <laughs> um, but the ring that he gives her is, um, is the one which uh, he got from the dwarf. It's the one that is able to create the other gold, and it's the one that it's the curses on. And uh, yep. the idea that um, it, that's what they put the whisk there. Odin put it on the whiskers of the otter, and that's what they fought over. Yes, it's, it's a bad ring. He walked out to his horse and rode back to his companions. Sigurd and Gunnar then returned to their own shapes. What's that? So he, oh, he pretended to be him, right? Brynhild oh. came down from the mountain on her horse. Oh, okay, so he's, he's shapeshifted, basically. Brynhild came down from the mountain on her horse, and they all travelled back to the king, Jokki. Shortly after, Gunnarun, Sigurd's wife, could give birth to Sigmund and Svanhild. The end. Well end of this t so far so it's a case of mistaken identity then Brunhild realizes oh you're not the person i married and he's like well gotcha now you have to stay with me 
for literally the rest of time. Yeah, so he's pretended to be someone else. Well, a bit creepy. Um, also, it kind of reminds me uh, a bit of myself, really. A bit like that, that guy in you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> anyway. I just realised, okay, I get it now, because they basically, the, the horse, Granny, Sigurd's horse, was, he is brave enough to jump through fire, but it won't ride anyone that isn't Sigurd. So he had to make gotcha. himself look like... Gunnar, so that his horse would still let him ride him through the flames, or gotcha, else there was no yeah. way he could do it. That made sense. He's actually I mean, a good wingman, to be fair. He just ran through fire. We don't mind it, like. Fair play, fair play. Wow. Anyway, let's go and rank this myth. So, Dan, we mark this on four categories as ever. Life skills, morals, creativity, and WTF. And I think there's a lot to take in today. Uh, so, life skills is the first one. The practical things we learn. We learn how to kill a dragon, how to dig a hole. Uh, we learn how learn to... a lot. Yeah. Uh, we learn how to uh, train an apprentice, and then discern We learn him. how to forge a, forge a really sharp sword. We learn how to cut an anvil in half. Um, we learn how to put on a wedding pretty fast. Yeah, we learn how to get married pretty fast. We learn how to dig a hole. We learn how to jump Slay through drug. fire. We learn yeah. how to change our form. We learn how to do drugs. We learn how to do drugs, yeah. We learn how to talk to birds. Uh, we learn how to cook like a master dispenser's advert. Like you cook yeah. the, the heart. Um, uh, we learn what need to heath and granny's burden mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a solid um, four, isn't it, out of ten? What? I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I was actually going to be absolutely furious with that. Um, we learned how to uh, shapeshift, as uh, so I think you mentioned already. But uh, And also, yeah, um, what are you thinking, Dan? Because I feel I've been a bit dominant over you recently, and I feel bad. <sighs> it's, it's certainly up there. We've learned a lot. So I'm thinking, I, I honestly could give this a 9 or a 10 for life skills. I think it has a lot. This is the kind of thing I always want from a life skills, that you always try and put on things. But I think this actually does have it. Well, what's your number, man? I mean, that's a lot what we just talked about. Let's go 10. Yes, mate. Oh, this is good. Oh, ho, ho. And he did it. But do, you, but do you see how that deserved a 10? Because this yeah. is my point I made last week. You like to jump to a 10. But I think this did have a lot of different, and it had different, different types of life skills. Yes, uh, but I think in, in retrospect, I think the, the, the other ones still hold up to this. But yeah, this is definitely a 10, I'd say. Um, morals, what, what moral lessons did we learn or didn't learn? Um, don't, didn't learn a huge amount of laurels, to be honest. Well, I, I actually, I, I, I disagree, actually, because I think we learned, um, we learned that, uh, firstly, you, don't, you, you train someone up to do a lifelong mission, and then uh, as soon as he does it, you disown him straight away. But then we also learn that don't do drugs. And then you go, don't kill your master straight away. And also there's no repercussion for any of these things anyway. You just do what the hell you want and it's all fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Uh, we also learned that um, uh, we learned how to be a good friend and how to trick someone into marrying you. Um, we also learned breaking and, uh, breaking and entering is not really cool. Uh, uh, and well, we haven't learned that it's not cool. That's just what we've attached to it. But the actual myth isn't telling us that. If anything, it's saying you can do it because it all worked out. I mean, Dan, let's not unpick that thread because that, they'll, they'll very uh, very quickly uh, loosen that whole, the whole idea of morals for the last 105 episodes. <laughs> it, it might quickly get, uh, make it uh, uh, unfit for purpose. Uh, but um, 
well, after all that, what do you think? I'm not gonna. I'll. I'll be. I'll be a consultator, but I'll. I'll let you decide the numbers this week. Because, but I know what you're saying about the mods, but actually, if you know what I mean, like, because other myths, they actually, the myth is actually saying whether something is good or bad. You should like, like in Greek mythology, for example, you, you, someone would do that, and then a curse would be put on them, and they die, and then you're like, oh, okay, so it's telling me I shouldn't have done that. But I don't think it happens as regularly as you think, and I think that this does have a lot of different messages in it. And yeah, you're correct. It is the foot that we have put on it, but that's what we've always marked with. That, that's always been our template, right? I give it a six. Okay, that's fair. I think it's just slightly above average then. I'll put six. I would have gone for seven, but I'll accept six. But if we'd have gone for seven, you'd have wanted an eight. No. Um, let's talk about creativity. What? Uh, how creative is this myth? And it's pretty mental. We break an anvil. We kill a dragon in a second. We um, uh, both of those go for WTF, I guess, um, as well. Um, it has uh, lots of names in it. That's pretty creative. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of not that it works because they can't just keep track of it. So the narrative is yeah. hard to keep. But like the there's definitely a family tree. There's like stuff happening. That's pretty creative. Yeah, it feels like it's part of a larger Norse tree. And uh, but, but also beyond that, we also see um, the first ever dragon in the whole of our myths, by the way. Like, yeah, they didn't I, really do much, and it was sad. Yeah, it was a bit... A bit I bit, really thought this would be a showdown, and it really wasn't. No, but we also see our first Valkyrie as well, uh, apart from in Ragnarok. Um, yeah, so, I uh, suppose that's creative. I just um, wish more had happened to the dragon. It made me but, sad. But also, creative points is that the idea of, like, well, firstly, the the mountain uh, fire, but also the fact that Brunhilde would only marry that person, but also beyond that, the, the, how the the curse and the ring links back to this myth as well. I mean, it's quite clever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's all tying in, to be fair, because that's how Reagan died, and there's all. Um, I think, I think it's probably five. I actually think it's quite down the middle. Mm, it's quite a lot. Yeah, fine. Uh, do you know I, what I mean? I, uh, I don't, because because of how annoying it is about how few things happen, like how quickly he got married and how quickly he killed the dragon. I, that's to me creativity. Like I like to see some actual, uh, like some well, weird shit happen. But I think a lot of weird stuff. Well, it's not weird stuff that happened. That's WTF. But creativity. I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I think it like especially how it all links in as well. I think it's. Um, uh, I think that it kind of just puts it above average, even slightly above average. I would all say. Right, give it a six then. And WTF. We've covered a lot of it already, but um, killing a dragon instantly and digging a hole as well. Uh, and killing your master, eating a dragon's heart, that's metal. Breaking an anvil. Yeah, I do think it's quite messed up, actually. Uh, Reagan was like, why did you do that? And I'm like, dude, you just told me. You trained me my whole life to kill this dragon. I've gone in there, killed the dragon. Now you're angry that I killed him. That was weird. That's WTF. Um, do you think it's the same How quickly madness? he got married. Yes, um... Do you think that's the same madness uh, what the ring created? Because as soon as uh, Fafnir had it, uh, he turned evil and killed his dad. And as soon as Fafnir died, that curse and burden was still on him, so he had to die at the same time as his brother? Do you reckon that's what was going on? No, I think it's just that he was <laughs> an idiot. Fair enough. Um, Dan, what do you think? Okay, this oh. is quite high. And also, uh, Grant, sorry, go on. Yeah, I think it's like a seven or eight. Probably seven. You you decide. I think seven. Cool. So that's ten plus six plus six plus seven, which equals I think it's twenty nine. It is twenty nine right off the bat. That's a pretty uh, pretty decent myth. Yeah, pretty decent. 
All right. Well, um, did uh, did you have fun with this one? I did have fun with this one, yes. Um, I'm not going to remember any of the names in that, so it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the recap in the next one. Uh, and then, gun, fun, bun, dun? Oh, I don't know. Um, something begin with G. Um, but something else begin with G is our Gmail account, which you can get in touch with. Why don't you find us at mythspodcast at gmail.com. How slick was that, Dan? That was the slickest you've ever done. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, why don't you get in touch? Uh, we like to hear from you, and it'd be good to... Uh, read out your email if you're into that kind of thing or if you want us to talk about anything in particular we're great to hear from you feel free to join our uh, Miss Podcast page on Facebook uh, Misfits Fan Club or find us at Miss Podcast uh, on Twitter as well um, you, and give us five stars on iTunes anything else to add Dan? No you did it all that was really I like it when you do that because I, I hate the bit at the end and you did a really good job with that Matt thanks I am. Um, I I've, I've heard people say. Uh, well, I heard you say to me, <laughs> "Can we do that faster?" And I'm like, "No, I like dragging it out." And uh, you know, I um, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just do it fast now. But if you can help us out, it'd be massively appreciated. Was that too uh, desperate? That, no, that was good. That was nice. It was good. It was good. Okay, so um, we should uh, leave now. But since it, we did a boxing introduction, who reckon won in this fight between me and you? Well, I think you. If we're doing like on introductions, then you definitely want the boxing introduction. I mean, yours is actually ding, good. Ding. You're heavyweight, not, not heavyweight. I'm just putting a few extra pounds. Head, normal weight champion of the year, Matt Horse. Thank you very much. Matt Horse, the reigning champion. But Dan Rhodes will try and take it away next time. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Myths. Myths.